Welcome to uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. This morning, a first day conversation with uh, Greta Henry from the uh, Living Alternatives Pregnancy Resource uh, Center about their upcoming uh, fundraiser, the big uh, banquet, and then an open line the rest of the way up until 11. And also this morning, in uh, just a few minutes, we'll be visiting with their speaker. Her name is uh, Janet Partial, and uh, she is... uh, Quite a star. She is uh, on some 700 radio stations. And uh, Greta, good morning. Good morning. Nice to uh, see you and nice to talk to you again. Learn all about your uh, banquet, but uh, we have Janet on the line, so let's uh, talk to her for a while. That'd be great. We're back on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin, and uh, Janet Parshall joins us on the uh, phone. Good morning, Janet. Morning. It's a joy to be with you, particularly Jim, because you're such a legend when it comes to calling play-by-play ball games. I'm pretty impressed. Hey, uh, legend means old. <laughs> <laughs> if you can, or it means you, a hero, Jim. I can, choose to look at it that way. Yeah, well, um, thank you very much. That's a that's a good way to start the show. You you made a friend already. See, Janet. Oh, good. <laughs> I have uh, Greta Henry here in the uh, the studio with me. She's the uh, one uh, running this uh, show down here, as you know. Say hello, Greta. Hello there, Janet. Beautifully. Greta, hello. I can't wait to shake your hand and hug you. I can't wait either. It's coming quickly. <laughs> it certainly is. It's going to be a wonderful night. Yes, looking very much forward to it. Janet, I'm uh, told you're on the 700-plus radio stations. Is that right? That is, and you know what, Jim, you know this as a broadcaster. I'm so thankful I don't know that. I just do my job in front of a microphone, whether it's one station or 700 stations. Whatever I do, I just want to do it honorably, and I want to do it well, and I'm very grateful that I have that kind of a footprint across the country. It's very humbling. We understand the power of broadcast. We have an opportunity to really influence the culture, don't we? So it's a humbling calling. Tell me a little bit about uh, your uh, your message. Uh, don't give away all the secrets. Uh, for we're looking forward to to, uh, to hearing you at the the banquet. But uh, what is it that uh, you plan to talk about? Well, you're absolutely right. I want to save my remarks for all those dear folks who are going to come and support the center. That is, after all, what this is all about. It's not me. It's about the center. And I just want to, given the position I have here in the nation's capital, bring a report from what's going on and. What I like to refer to is ground zero in the culture war. I sometimes refer to it as Babylon. Some of my friends will get why I call it that. But I like to be able to say, here's what's happening out there. And why really encourage all the people to understand that the battle is waged not in Washington, but right there on the front lines, right there at the center that Greta runs. And that's why I want people to be so enthusiastic about making a difference right there in their own backyard. 
If there was ever a time in our history, uh, Janet, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, there is a need for uh, all kinds of things, under, mm-hmm. understanding and uh, getting uh, getting our lives together and uh, being uh, careful with others and taking care of others and, and all those things, and, and we really need it now. We certainly do. You know, Jim, it's so interesting. You know what it's like when you have to do your prep every day before you sit in front of a microphone and I was writing a commentary late into the night last night about a woman in Florida. This will tell you about how off things are. And there's just something in the human heart that tells me that we know something's off. This woman in Florida sent out a tweet, picture of herself, and she said, 4,000 retweets and I won't abort my baby. She was four months pregnant, and she was literally throwing out to the public like it was first century Rome the opportunity for people to retweet, and if she got enough, she alleged, she would in fact not abort her baby. It was stunning. Have we fallen that far? Have we devolved so much as a culture that we're really ready to throw out to the madding crowd a thumbs up or thumbs down like first century Rome to decide whether or not a child should live or die? When you start moving away from the basics, basics like life is precious, life is a gift, life is irreplaceable, then you put life up for sale to the cheapest bidder and you can throw a baby's life out in the Twitter sphere and let the madding crowd decide whether that baby should live or die. You know, I don't think it's rocket science. I think it's just good old-fashioned common sense that says something's terribly wrong when a culture has fallen to the point where we devalue each and every human life to that point. So I praise God for the work that Greta does truthfully because that's what's happening. Hearts are being changed right there, one heart at a time. These are the unsung heroes of the pro-life movement. I honor and respect them greatly. Next thing you know, we'll be building arenas and having the lions come out. You know, the... <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Tell me about your time with, uh, you were selected by uh, President Bush to represent the uh, White House on as a public a delegate to the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women. That must have been uh, quite a thrill to work for the Prez. It was. It was a very humbling experience because I knew, as any ambassador knows, and I was an ambassador for two weeks for the United States at the United Nations, our job is to carry American values into the marketplace of ideas. And it was stunning, really, because you got to hear from women all over the world. And there really are bad ideas out there, and there are good ideas out there. And as they teach you in first-level philosophy class, good ideas have good consequences, and bad ideas have bad consequences. And it was interesting because I heard women who were saying, it's all right if you want to be involved in the sex trade business. If that's how you want to make a living, we support you 100%. And then there would be other women from different parts of the globe who would say, wait a minute, you don't want to do that. You want to value a woman. You want to hold her in high esteem and protect her all that you can. So it was an honor. In fact, it was a humbling experience, Jim, to be more to the point, to be able to have the opportunity to try to influence that General Assembly for American values, where we would recognize that women are precious in God's sight, that children are irreplaceable gifts, and that we need to do everything we can to protect women and to give them every opportunity to advance. So we tried to help advocate things like micro-grants so that a woman in a West African village might be able to figure out a way to support her family. A lot of women in the world don't enjoy the rights that Greta and I have, that we can understand marital property rights. We can understand what it means to be able to still keep our homes even if our husbands die. In West Africa, if you lose your husband, you're literally thrown outside the city gates. So what we tried to do is to help influence with American values that say life is precious, life is important. And I'll show you one quick story, too. 
I had the privilege to spend a lot of time with the Afghan delegation. And there was one woman who chose to run for president of Afghanistan. Now let that trickle down the ears of our listeners. <laughs> a woman running for president in Afghanistan. Yeah, are you out of right. your mind, lady? <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. And I'm telling you, this woman was bold and courageous. And even though there were death threats against her, she so felt that that was what she was called to do, and she was going to stick in that race no matter what. And it was precious because as we encouraged her and we really looked courage right in the face, she bent forward and she touched me on the cheek and she said, you Americans, you have such beautiful skin. What do you do to take care of your skin? (laughs) And I thought, you know, it doesn't make any difference whether it's Washington, D.C. or Kabul. Women are women, and there we were talking about how to make sure we did good skin care. It really made the world a very small place in short order. Jen, let me tell you a quick uh, personal story. I have a a granddaughter who is a a sophomore in uh, this year up at at, uh, Wheaton, and uh, she spent the summer, uh, two and a half months, in uh, Mozambique, and uh, she attended a mission uh, school there, and uh, they had various uh, uh, missions that they uh, took uh, themselves uh, out into the to the countryside where people uh, were still doing things, uh, you know, you've, you've been there, you know, it's a third world country is, is a lot, lot different, but it, uh, if everyone could uh, do something like that, I think it would, it would uh, change things a little bit because she came back with the, the stories like, you know, I never, I never knew, I never knew this was going on in this world. Yeah. You know, Mark Twain said that travel is the best classroom, and I think he was right because Mm -hmm. there's so many blessings I think we take for granted in the United States, and then something like Hurricane Harvey comes along, and we watch the devastation in Houston, and we see people who've lost everything, and then they realize, wait a minute, they still have each other as a family, so really they still have everything. Material goods can come and go, but those precious, irreplaceable members of our family are the things that matter most. So what your granddaughter had the opportunity to see was you know, we can run to a convenience store, we can go to a supermarket, we can go to a mall, but what about having running water? What about having a roof over your head? What about being able to prepare dinner in a way other than over a dung fire where you're breathing in the carcinogens and we know that it will shorten mama's life and the baby she carries on her back, well, it's going to shorten that baby's life as well. So I think if we have a heart of compassion, and maybe, Jim, that's what's missing most in our culture Mm -hmm. is that if there's a hallmark of being an American, I hope it's going to be the hallmark of compassion. I have wept watching some of the news stories coming out of Houston as I see common citizens roll up their sleeves and they help their fellow man. They take their boat, they're moving them down the flooded streets, they're picking people up, they're offering whatever help they can. That is, as Abraham Lincoln said, the better angels of our nature. And may God open the door for us to have more examples to be able to let our light shine like that. And the people down there uh, that are being uh, rescued, some of the things they say is just uh, breaks your heart. But I saw one woman uh, last night being rescued. Uh, her entire family was was in this little uh, boat, and and they said, well, were you able to bring anything? And she said, well, the clothes on her back. And she says, of course, I brought as many pictures as I could, mm-hmm. uh, pictures of the uh, the family yes. from uh, you know from birth to uh, to today, and. That uh, kind of thing turns out to be very, very precious when all the other things that we think so are, are so important uh, do not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So true, isn't it? Those are the irreplaceables. But why does it take a catastrophe for us to do a personal inventory on what matters most? 
I've often said that one of the most pernicious bumper stickers in the world is the one that says, he who dies with the most toys wins. Mm. Nothing could be farther <laughs> from the truth. I've yet to be at a funeral where a hearse is pulling a U-Haul. So may this travesty in Houston not only soften our hearts, may we be diligently seeking ways in which we can support the people down there whose devastation mm. will continue long beyond it being in the news cycle. But may we start looking for opportunities in our own backyard to manifest compassion toward our fellow man. I think a kinder, gentler America is what we need right now. You and I know this because we sit in front of a microphone. There's an old adage in journalism that says, if it bleeds, it leads. And we have this monster beast of 24-7 cable news that has to be fed. And people want to get there first, they want to get there fast, and they want the most nefarious information they can to try to pull what we call the biggest cum, the biggest cumulative audience of people listening or watching. Wouldn't it be interesting, however, if the flip side of that were true, that people gravitated toward good news, positive headlines, and stories about what we were doing to really show the better side of who we are? I would challenge us in the broadcasting world to start looking for positive headlines as much as possible. Well, Janet, uh, I noticed that uh, you've been on with uh, Crossfire, Hardball, Nightline, Larry King, Donahue, The 700 Club, Hannity, etc., which was the what best? Was I what was the best? Yeah, what, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and I have to tell you, Jim, many a time I was the only, and I'll be bold, I was not only the only conservative, I was the only Christian that was a part of that conversation. <laughs> there were many times that I harkened back to some Old Testament characters where I would say, Lord, here am I, send Aaron. I didn't want to go into those pits by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. But, you know, I realized that if you go into the marketplace of ideas, you're victorious when you show up. You don't have to necessarily make someone a convert of your opinion. You just want to let your light shine in an opportunity like that. And I'll tell you what else it did for me. It softened my heart. There are personas. The minute that red camera light is called a tally light, the minute that goes on, there's a particular persona that a lot of people feel they have to convey. It fits within the paradigm of whatever organization they represent. It helps with fundraising. All of this stuff goes on in Washington all the time. But then when you're back in the green room and the makeup's getting taken off and you start listening with the ears on your heart to where they're coming from, you realize there's a lot of brokenness out there. For example, I debated Chris Hitchens on many an occasion. This was a man who had a lot of pain in his life. He had a lot of hurt in his life. And while he'd get up and he'd caterwaul against God and he'd talk about all kinds of uh, things that made him just the ardent atheist that he was, if you really listened with the ears on your heart, you knew that there was a lot of brokenness and a lot of hurt in his life. And when your heart gets softened like that, you realize that sometimes just being winsome in the way in which you conduct yourself, just being loving in your deportment is far more important than whether or not you win the momentary debate on a national television screen. So I started looking at my interactions with these people in a whole different way that it, because of the public policy issues, I got to rub shoulders with them. I might not have ever had the opportunity to do that. But the issue wasn't about who was going to defeat whom with, what's, with whatever idea we were advancing. I thought it was a better opportunity to simply say, let me show you, as a Christian, how we live, how we conduct ourselves. And so I saw it, if I can put it in these kinds of terms, as a kind of mission field. And it was a radical rearrangement because not unlike your granddaughter, I thought my, my mission field would be somewhere in Africa. It turned out to be Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Janet, I'm uh, going to let you go. I know you're a busy woman, and we look forward to your appearance here in uh, Champaign. I'm going to spend a little time with uh, Greta here, uh, telling people how they can uh, uh, get tickets and get in and all the logistics and things like that. But let me just say it's uh, been a pleasure uh, listening to you the, this morning. I'm 
Yes. Uh, honored that uh, you've been on the, the show, and uh, maybe we can do it again sometime. I would love that, Jim, anytime. And Greta, again, I'm humbled by your invitation. I'm so looking forward to meeting all those people who lock arms with you and support the wonderful, heroic work you're doing on the front lines in the battle for life. So I'm counting the days until I'm there with you. Oh, thank you, Janet, and, and we too. We're, we can't wait. Thank you. Bless thank you, Janet. Appreciate thank your time. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Janet Parshall is her name. It is uh, spelled uh, P-A-R-S-H-A-L-L, Parshall. And uh, as we've said before, she is uh, quite uh, quite a radio uh, person. 700-plus stations is a lot of stations. I, I would imagine that uh, many of those stations are uh, uh, Christian or religious stations, which is fine. I'm not putting down. I'm just saying that's uh, probably the... Uh, uh, the number like that is an astounding number. Yes. And um, so, uh, Greta, uh, in the next uh, couple of minutes, um, I didn't mean to cut you short today, but oh, no. I thought that Janet uh, sounded so uh, so uh, fired up. I didn't want to cut her off. Oh, no. I'm so glad you allowed her to speak. She's going to be great. <laughs> so uh, when is this and how do people get there? Yes. It's Tuesday, September 19th, and it's at 630. And the doors open at 6. And you can call our phone number, 217-398-6511. Or you can email us at champagne at hopeforafuture.com. And um, you can, you know, request um, a, a ticket. Actually, we don't give actual tickets out. What you do is you just give your name and how many people. There's 10 at a table. And if you'd like to be a, a host or um, sponsor a table, you're welcome to do that. And um, just give the names. We need to have the names of every person um, that will be there. And then when you attend, um, it's at the Hilton Garden Inn at 1501 South Neal Street in Champaign. And um, like I said, the doors open at 6 o'clock. I would recommend that you get there and be there at least by then. Um, it gets very busy. We're going to have between six and 800 people there. So it gets very crowded. So um, just just be aware of that. In the parking, they usually have parking attendants that help you park at different places too. Um, but um, it does not cost to attend. We're very thankful for that um, because of underwriters who gave in advance. But there will be an opportunity to make a financial gift to the ministry that evening, though. So, um, Janet Parshall, we're really looking forward to having her. Um, I believe it's going to be awesome. You've got a dynamite speaker, no question about yes. that. Mm-hmm. Greta, thanks uh, so much for your time this morning. We uh, appreciate that, and I, I've been to these before. They are uh, terrific. Uh, you will have the uh, place bulging with uh, people, I would imagine. Yes, yes. And particularly after hearing her and uh, knowing a little more uh, about her, uh, I, th- I would think that that might uh, draw some people that had not been into one of your banquets before. Yes, please do. Please come and see. Mm-hmm. See what's going on in the community here in Champaign. Greta Henry is with the uh, Living Alternatives, the uh, Pregnancy Resources Center. We don't have uh, time uh, this morning to talk in detail about that. We've done that in uh, the past, but uh, always a pleasure to see you, and I hope you have uh, a lot of people there and uh, raise a lot of money for a terrific cause. Thank you so much, Jim. 924, a break here, Mr. Bond. We're coming right back the rest of the way up until 11 will be an open line. Here's what we have in mind on the uh, open line this morning. 
Uvi Chancellor Robert Jones says dropping the war chant was his call. He says there are no plans to drop the three and one or the Fighting Illini nickname. And prior to that, uh, AD Josh Whitman had posted a letter to Illini fans on the topic. The Illinois House uh, passed a new school funding program yesterday on a second try and sent the bill on to the Senate, where a vote is scheduled for today. County Clerk Gordy Holton joins the race for the county's first elected executive. That would be in 2018. Branta Christensen's a federal kidnapping trial has been rescheduled for February 27th, more than five months later than the original date. No word on the plans of the uh, scholar who was kidnapped and presumed dead. No word about her family and whether they still plan to stay here after all that time. They have vowed that they will be here until either her body is found or some, some, there is some conclusion to this, but if they want to wait for a trial, it's going to be uh, February 27th, a start. No charges in the death of a homeless man, Richard Turner. His interaction with the police uh, contributed to his death. That was back in November, November the 16th. And down in Texas, a family of six trying to escape the floodwaters of Harvey are now counted among the death toll at 14. More rain is in the forecast. Houston is combating Harvey looters with mandatory jail time. President Trump on the North Korea missile launch He says, all options are on the table. Nancy Pelosi has boasted that she is a master legislator. Maybe so, but she is also piling up a record of gaffes as an orator, which is starting to rival some of the things that Joe Biden has said. Amazon has slashed whole food prices up to 43% on the very first day as owner of the organic and healthy foods grocery chain. And uh, New York City has set a nation-high $13 minimum for the cost of a pack of cigarettes. We have plenty of uh, time for your calls, but right now we need to break uh, for the news headlines with uh, Brian Barnhart. We'll begin the open line uh, right after the news and go right up until 11 o'clock. Here's Brian. This is Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. The phone numbers are 356-9397. The text line is 3515357. That's the Castle Heating and the Cooling text line. You can reach us uh, either way or send us an email if you would like. And Don is first up this morning. Hello, Don. Hey, good morning, Jim. How are you doing? Good. Uh, now, I'm not being facetious or racist. It's a serious question. I am curious. I know Houston has a huge black population. Does anybody know if Black Lives Matter has organized any rescue? Well, what's the question? Did Black Lives Matter uh, organize rescue? Any rescue attempts for people in Houston? They got a huge black population there. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Uh, the I saw a lot of people being rescued. I saw a lot of uh, uh, black people uh, working at the rescue. I saw a lot of uh, uh, well, Caucasians mean, are working at the rescue. And if, if you're asking me if there is some, if this uh, organization got, got together to provide uh, some sort of rescue attempt, I don't know. Well, I would think if Black Lives Matter, they would do that, wouldn't they? I mean, I think it's a legit question myself. Okay, well, you can ask somebody else because I don't know the answer to it. Okay, thank you. Very uh, interesting uh, questions from from Don. Uh, oftentimes I have a very difficult time in understanding even what the question is, much less know the answer. Uh, John is next. Hi, John. Hey, good morning, Jim. For the last caller that said, uh, does Black Lives Matter down there helping? Yes, they're holding up signs down there that said that uh, Black Lives and White Lives Matters too. So they are down there helping. And uh, if he wants to volunteer to go, I'll be willing to help take him down there. All right. Uh, thank you, John. Nine thirty-seven. We have a seventy-two degrees here at the radio center. Well, the headline in the paper today is Chancellor says the dropping the chant was his call, and the athletic director noting strength in tradition, but uh, welcomes changes as well. Quite an interesting uh, story by. Uh, Julie Worth there, and of course it's something we've been uh, talking about for uh, since last uh, Friday, and a couple of letters to the editor today talking about one uh, headline is, PC means less attachment to the U of I, and another, Illini drums part of the tradition. Along those same lines, uh, this is an interesting story. I just uh, saw this uh, this morning. The University of Maryland marching band will at least temporarily stop playing the state's official song, which includes a reference to Northern Scum and other pro-Confederate lyrics. University spokeswoman Katie Lawson told the news media outlets that school officials are suspending the playing of Maryland, My Maryland to evaluate if it is consistent with the values of the school. So this is not just uh, some chant or some drum beating someplace. This is the, the official state uh, song. Heard that song lots and lots of times. Maryland, my Maryland, no longer to be played by University of Maryland marching band. Anna Wall is next. Hello, Anna Wall. Hello, Anna Wall. Good morning. Good morning. Is, uh, Mr. is this Mr. Turpin? Yes, it is. is that, okay. Is, is that I'm who sorry. you're calling? Somebody came in and was talking to me, and I had laid the telephone down. Uh, Mr. Turpin, I just called because of the gentleman, or whoever it was, who called in about Black Lives Matter. I tend to con 
concur with his question. I'm wondering, too, if they have addressed, even though it's they're black, and I'm black, so therefore I can say it. I wonder if our people have ignored, our, I mean our intelligentsia, the black intelligentsia. I wonder if we have turned our backs on some of the atrocities that we are, we are accusing white folks of. And uh, I concur with the gentleman who called in and asked the question, because I have a, I, I'm thinking the same way. Now, we tend to uh, place all the blame on the white folks when we should be looking at politics. I used to be a, a Democrat, and I was told that it ain't your party, it's your kind. It's what you do. And I think it's the responsibility of educate us, I don't want to say educated, but informed people to let the uninformed know what's going on. I was raised a Christian, and I was taught in the church that the strong should help to bear the affirmatives of the weak. And I'm saying to my Afro-American intelligentsia, don't be hoodwinked by some of the people that's using politics for their, I mean, using racism to play for their own politics. Now, you and I didn't agree when I called up talking about that letter that was in the, to the editor Sunday. After I read it carefully over and over again, I tend to agree with some of the things that were in it, but I want to inform the writer that, unfortunately, the uh, the poor whites, I mean economically disadvantaged whites, and the economically disadvantaged and uneducated, uninformed Negroes can easily be misguided and misled because they're incapable of reading and understanding what was published. So that's all I have to say. Thank you, Animal. Mark is next. Hello, Mark. Good morning. Just a change of pace here. Um, what do you think about the way that the uh, war chant was notified on to the media by stopping it during the middle of a contest. Wouldn't it have been better if the chancellor had come out before the year started and explained to everybody that we shouldn't, that we're not going to play it, and that's, you know, blah, 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 rather than just telling a bunch of students in the middle of a contest, hey, knock it off, get off the field? Yes, absolutely. Should have, should have, been, I, should have been done that way. You know, and... and, and I, I'm not know, sure the reaction would have been much different because uh, people still wouldn't have... The people that don't, don't like it uh, would still not uh, uh, care for it. Uh, if a press release uh, or the chancellor had said it at a press conference or something, but... Well, uh, my, my belief is that somebody at the DIA dropped the ball and was unaware that there was a soccer contest and that the band would perform at the soccer contest and they were just not going to have the band come out on Saturday and everybody would just be scratching their heads wondering what was going on and it would be an omission 
you know, there'd be no announcement, and people would be just wondering, well, okay, we've got the video board and blah, 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 blah. And I just think that somebody at the DIA didn't realize that there was a soccer game that the drums played at. I think it was, uh, and I don't think that the president or the, the chancellor had any intentions of ever saying something except, oh, yeah, we just decided that we weren't going to do this because we didn't like, you know, we just weren't getting the reaction that we wanted. Yeah, this uh, evidently the decision was made uh, last uh, spring. Last spring. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, you know, and it, uh, I believe with all my heart that this chancellor will be gone in two years and that, like Nancy Cantor did before, uh, laid the groundwork with the new person coming in that, hey, here's what you need to get rid of next. And that would be, you know, the three-in-one. Well, uh, who knows what's not going to happen in the future. I sure don't. But uh, what he said was that we have no, we have had no systematic discussions about the three-in-one the way we had about the chant. So that's uh, what he said. And then we have any other uh, information about uh, the conversation that uh, went on. But everyone was uh, involved in it. I know that... Uh, the Barry uh, uh, Hauser, the marching Illini, was uh, uh, in on the decision. Of course, uh, the Athletic Association uh, uh, people and uh, the administration. Well, I certainly hope somebody uh, FOIAs all the emails that were made in this debacle so we can see, have transparency uh, to see how the decision was made and what input various members of the university had in making the uh, uh, the decision, and I would hope that, you know, it wouldn't require a FOIA, that the university would come out in full, uh, you know, uh, the full light of day and say, here's all the documents we have. We have nothing to hide. Here's the decisions that we made. All right. Uh, thank you. Appreciate your opinion. We go to Eric. Hello, Eric. I help you. Uh, please uh, turn down uh, your radio and uh, talk to me on the phone. Hey, Jim, thanks for taking my call. I'm not trying to be divisive at all, but I forget that lady's name that calls. Anna Wald, you mean? Yeah. You know, she's always beating up the race thing by saying, well, I'm a black woman and da-da-da. Like, it doesn't even matter anymore. You know what I mean? What, what do you mean it doesn't matter? I mean, people aren't even going like that anymore. They're not, they don't even think like that. Well, it's, uh, uh, I personally think uh, all the, the conversation like that would uh, uh, promote racism as opposed to... Well, that's uh, my whole point. Yeah, well. It demonstrates it. And uh, I just want to remind her, and like, those days are over, man. Mm-hmm. They, Okay, Erica, thank you. Quick break here at the 947. It's 72 degrees at the radio center. It is 950, 73 degrees. And we go to uh, Bob. Hello, Bob. Uh, yeah, um, I wanted to weigh in on the, uh, the war chant issue. Um, if people are worried about it being a cultural misappropriation, uh, they're actually, it's a, if it's a Hollywood tune, whose culture are they misappropriating? 
uh, are we um, uh, are we offending Hollywood now? Uh, but the but the biggest problem is um, if we're going to bow to every PC direction, I think it's going to reach the point where there are people who are offended by the American flag and the national anthem. You already see that happening in the NFL. So when do we start cutting that out? Um, I, I just think that uh, the, the other problem is that I think they're causing some of the reverse of what they want. They've made the war chant more important. And what do you want to bet it's going to break out more in this stadium without the band doing things? Just as the chief has become a more of an icon since they decided to deliberately eliminate him. They could have phased him out, done some things where he wasn't so prominent or done some things with the war chant, asked him not play it so much. I think by doing this, they've just made it more important in a uh, lightning rod for both sides. Well, I don't have any uh, doubt that uh, the students are going to uh, pick up on this and do what they darn well please, just as they have uh, done with the uh, 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 shouting, Chief, 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 yeah, and uh, standing there with their arms uh, folded. Uh, um, m- many of the, uh, the groups, I've uh, seen them at... Uh, volleyball and at other uh, other uh, sporting events uh, do that very thing and I don't it wouldn't surprise me in the least if something happens uh, the same that they will go ahead with a chant and so uh, I mean who's to uh, stop them from doing that if we're just students doing whatever they want to do yeah but I worry that if you keep bound to everyone you know there are a bunch of people now who are offended by the American flag and the, and the anthem when does that start getting cut out Well, I don't, uh, you know, I wouldn't predict anything, but uh, I'm, uh, I think uh, both of those things are safe simply because uh, a bunch of uh, high-paid uh, sports athletes in the NFL have decided that they were going to, by the way, that's uh, been stopped by one true great football player, Jim, Jim Brown, Brown yeah. who got them together and said, hey, you either got to be a, an advocate or a dissident, or you got to be a football player. You can't do it at the same time. Well, the and, irony uh, there is now they are now they are standing. But they they're making big money off of the, the very system they're protesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, thanks, I don't Jim. Know, uh, you, I, I don't know about you, but uh, if I had the perks that uh, some of these athletes uh, have, including the money, I just do everything right. I'd say, what is it you want me to do for this? Uh, you're overpaying me uh, astronomically and uh, astronomically, and uh, you know I'll do anything. I, I'm, you know, I'm your uh, I'm your employee, and I'm not going to try to, you know, I, I don't understand how they can think they can get paid like that and uh, and still do whatever they darn well want to do. Well, and if they they manage to get people going away from the game because they're disgusted with it and the NFL make less money, then they can pay them less. There you go. Thanks. Mark is next. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. He's not there. I'll give him one more try. He's calling from Florida. Mark, are you there? Stan is next. Hi, Stan. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. A couple couple quick things. Um, first of all, as we watched the disastrous flooding in, uh, in Houston, 
I'm pretty sure you've already talked about this, but I, I don't think it's gotten enough press, and that is that the majority of the flooding in Houston is due to deregulation. The desire of uh, the family fathers, the conservatives, to allow builders to build however they want without regard to uh, what happens when it rains is the reason that the flooding is as bad as it is. The second thing I wanted to mention is that this photo op by uh, President uh, Trump, our dear leader, is really a uh, process of killing or at least putting more people in harm's way than is necessary. Whenever a president goes to a disaster area like uh, presidents have done in the past, the airspace, at least, is restricted around where the president's plane is. And with the president making at least two stops in Texas, all the life, all the flight for life uh, uh, possibilities that may have been needed will be restricted. All of the rescue operations with the uh, baskets to pull people off the roofs of buildings will end while the president is within so many miles of the area. This is a photo op that is putting people in harm's way, and people will die because of President Donald Trump. Well, what would uh, what would people be saying about him? What would you be saying about him now if he uh, stayed in Washington and said, I'm not going down there? Thank you. <laughs> well, you'd be the only one. The no, pre- the press no. Will be Anybody all- that understands that when the president goes someplace, you don't need to repeat all that. Traffic patterns are, are rearranged, and the flight patterns are rearranged to accommodate his travel. Um, it's a danger. All right, we're at the three five six nine three nine seven. It's very interesting what uh, people think about, isn't it? I'm telling you, if uh, President Trump doesn't go down there or President Bush didn't go someplace, uh, where was that, Katrina, uh, despite all the uh, the criticism they've, they've uh, got on, uh, on other things, that would, be, that would be awful from a criticism standpoint. And the press would be after him, and, and so would uh, most people, I think. He... Needs to go down there. I don't think it's going to cost anybody their lives. And Stan intends to get a little overboard on some of the points that he's trying to make. Uh, Mike is next. Hi, Mike. Hey, good morning, Jim. Hi. Yeah, I just I couldn't help but chuckle when I listened to your previous caller. I think his name was Stan. Uh, it's yep. obvious that he doesn't like Mr. Trump. And uh, uh, my guess would be he probably voted for the chief not to be around, too or would have voted for it, but that's just my opinion. So, but anyway, on a, on another note, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the many people that's frustrated with all the goings on with the chant and everything else. And, uh, I can only assume that maybe the chancellors all get together and maybe it's, maybe it's going to be okay to do the, uh, hook up with North Carolina and start giving free grades out. Why not? North, if North Carolina can beat it, why can't Illinois? Well, that's a entirely different story, right? 
but uh, yep, it is. So you know, I guess if they want to do away with the long standing tradition, maybe we can start another one, give out free grades. Maybe we can win all the tournaments in the world. Okay, thank you, Mike. This uh, business about the uh, three and one and the uh, fighting Illini is the next uh, topic that uh, people seem to want to talk about. Uh, those that uh, feel like. Well, this has been dropped, and this has been dropped. Uh, what is next? And the, the chancellor said they've had uh, they've had no uh, conversation about this, uh, no systematic discussion. He called it about the three and one, the way we had about the chant and uh, fighting Illini. People need to remember that's the that predates the chief. It refers to Illinois soldiers in World War One. More open line the second hour on DWS in Champaign-Urbana. This is the second hour of a Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. My phone number is 356-9397. The text line is 3515357. And we're going to try Mark once again. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Jim. I'm sorry earlier. I think that was on my end. Um, yeah, I want to comment on the war chant controversy as well, because you know, I know how the liberal mindset is, and this was a decision to conform with liberalism. It wasn't about not firing up the crowd. It's not about uh, someone being harmed. They can show no harm. Show us the evidence. Show us where it makes it an unwelcoming environment. None of that is true. It's, it's simply to appease liberalism and they threw the war chant on the altar prior to the three and one because they don't want to have that outrage right now. And then the fighting Illini, they should be more honest and just come out and say that is all going, and this is the next step. I would at least respect them for being honest about it. This is to comply with liberalism, just as the Maryland uh, decision on their uh, state song, the, it, it just complies with that same mindset. It's, and that's all it's about. Okay. It's uh, struck uh, people in uh, a lot of uh, very uh, interesting ways, uh, Mark, and I think most people, yeah. no matter what they say, and I'm sure they're they're trying to, uh, Josh Whitman and uh, the Chancellor, uh, Robert Jones are trying to to say and to do the the right thing, but uh, there are going to be a lot of uh, skeptical people because of uh, what has happened in the past and uh, what uh, you thought, well, this will never happen, and then, of course, it did. Appreciate uh, your call, uh, Mark. Uh, thank you. Uh, by the way, on Stan's uh, call about uh, uh, the uh, president, he's going to uh, Corpus Christi. And to Austin, and he has made it very clear he doesn't want to disrupt anything. He is not going to Houston. Jim and Muhammad says, I need some of what Stan is drinking. I don't believe Don speaks for conservatives, just as I don't think Stan speaks for liberals. Neither seem to be able to understand anything other than partisanship. Consumer confidence, the highest in 16 years under Trump. 
And uh, this is from uh, Bill in San Jose, California. You say that the fighting Illini refers to World War I soldiers, inferring it is safe and will not be changed. I am sure the activists will say the origin of Illini is Indian and has to go, just like the chief and the war chant. And uh, another from Jerry in Urbana. Every time Stan calls, he says something more idiotic. Blaming the Houston flood on conservative policies may take the cake. It's hurricane season. Fifty inches of rain fell. That will flood anything. Did he also blame conservatives for New Orleans? Residents building in a bowl that's 14 feet below sea level when it flooded from Hurricane Katrina. This guy needs to come into reality. One thing that uh, somebody talked to me about uh, last night was, where's the mascot? Where's all the conversation about the mascot? And it just so happened that this was addressed a bit in uh, Julie Wirth's uh, story this morning. Uh, Chancellor Jones, uh, I'm just reading from her story, on a related issue, Jones didn't seem eager to move ahead with a new mascot committee, saying the university faces much more urgent challenges. Though the state budget crisis has subsided for now, he said, we've got to think about the year after that and the year after that. He said he wants to initiate a broader discussion first to help the campus move past the divisiveness of the chief before taking on the question of a mascot, though he's not sure of the format. Jones said that reconciliation could be part of a critical conversations dialogue on campus where people from both sides would agree to come to the table for respectful and thoughtful conversations so we can find a collective path forward. It may not succeed, but I feel very strongly that one of the things that hasn't happened over the last decade is an opportunity for people to be heard, particularly those who feel a sense of loss. Well, I don't know. There's been one meeting and one conversation after another about uh, various uh, things, including the mascot. So we'll see. We forgot about that. Uh, at least I did until it was mentioned to me last night. They're still talking about a mascot. Mike in Champaign says, free grades? Lana athletes do get free grades. That's what scholarships are called. They don't pay for their education. How much do Lana athletes pay for their classes? I don't know. I don't know what you mean, Mike. They don't get free grades. They get, uh, if you want to call a scholarship, uh, free School, fine. A free, free education, fine. But uh, the grades, uh, not uh, is of course a part of that. But I don't know why you keep saying free grades. And uh, Michael Taphorn in Rockford said, "I am so disappointed and so disgusted with my alma mater and yet another cave-in of political correctness or mob rule by a very small minority." 
The loss of Chief Alinawick as a symbol, not a mascot, resulted in my stopping contributions to Illinois, and I have not renewed my football season tickets after coming for 10 years. There's not much more I can do to show my disapproval. The administration will learn sooner or later that stupid decisions like these will have significant financial ramifications. Illini Pride is getting harder and harder to maintain. Having hope or respect in the University of Illinois administration is gone. All I have left are happy memories of my student life in a time before so much intolerance and identity politics. It's from Michael Taphorn in Rockford. Well, my opinion is that uh, some people may, as Mr. Taphorn has indicated that he has, a dropout for one reason or another. And my opinion is that the way that those people will come back is to, you guessed it, win games. You get a football team that uh, rattles off seven or eight victories uh, some year, see how many people are in the stadium then. They will have, if they haven't forgotten, they'll at least want to come to watch. And that's what people come to watch is winning teams. Jim Deffenbaugh in Clinton says, When all this so-called racial bigotry started, I did my homework on the issue. I talked to the person who was making all the fuss. I discovered that the chief did not dance, and also the dances were not original to the Illini tribe. I could understand where he was coming from, but not to the point of it being a racial issue. Why can't people like Jay Rosenstein uh, uh, find something really meaningful to bring to the public? The dance and the drums are not being disrespectful to anyone. Granted, originally they were in reference to the Illini tribe that ceased years ago. The chief represents no tribe. The dance and drums evolved into a tradition, a tradition at a grand school. As part Indian myself, I do not find these things offensive. I think there are some people working at the university who need something to do, calling the tradition and Act of bigotry shows me they do not know what they are talking about. Hail the tradition. Jim Deffenball in Clinton. 1021, 76 degrees here at the Radio Center. You know, I've been talking about Woods Basement Systems for over 10 years now. Very pleased to do so because this is a very fine company. This year, Woods is celebrating their 32nd year in business. Here are a couple items uh, they wanted me to talk to you about. Are all basement or crawl space wall cracks a problem? And we're talking about the foundation walls of your home. Woods knows all about leaking basement wall cracks, but did you know that crawl space wall cracks will let water leak into your crawl space? Most of that water gets trapped on top of the vapor barrier too and It evaporates up and into your home, and here comes mold. Mold loves that. And your air conditioning will be running so much longer and harder. So that's double trouble. Get your free estimate from Woods. Fix those basement and crawl space cracks once and for all. Over the years, Woods has acquired several awards for their basement finishing projects, 
and for their crawl space encapsulation system, but they are the proudest of their Better Business Bureau Torch Awards, which are given for business ethics. Woods Basement Systems has earned the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for Marketplace Ethics five times, so you know you can trust them. Remember, Woods Basement Estimates do not cost you anything. How much is it going to cost you not to fix the problem? Call Woods Basement Systems for a free estimate today at 888-935-4333 or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com, 888-935-4333 or woodsbasementsystems.com. Bill says, so if a dozen people are against the chief and 80,000 people are pro-chief, that's divisive? The storm is terrible, Bill says, but not record-setting. Cuba had 100 inches of rain in four days back in 1962. 10:23, a break here, 75 degrees at the radio center. The phone lines open at 397. We're back on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. Uh, phone line's open at 356-9397. And uh, Texas at uh, 351-5357. Brent Christensen's federal kidnapping trial has been rescheduled. You've heard that on our newscast this morning. February 27th is the date. It's more than five months later than the original date. During a pre-trial hearing yesterday afternoon at the federal courthouse in Urbana, U.S. District Court Judge Colin Bruce granted Christensen's attorneys request for a continuance as expected. Christensen's attorneys asked for the delay in the hearing, but the U.S. Attorney's Office also wanted a later date. There's the possibility that uh, the prosecution will be seeking a superseding indictment, which would replace the original indictment with one that could potentially include additional charges and or defendants. That would be in the next uh, 30 to 45 days. There is no guarantee the government would obtain a superseding indictment from a grand jury, Bruno said, Tom Bruno but if that happens, Christensen would be brought back to court to be arraigned again. Greg Grady uh, sends uh, this. Uh, he says, read this and let it sink in for a few minutes. President Obama had 1,715 acts of clemency including 504 life sentences, 212 pardons, released terrorists back to the battlefield, and is loved for it. President Trump pardons an 85-year-old sheriff with over 50 years of public service for upholding his constitutional oath of office and is hated for it. Bill says a poll found that 90% of Native Americans, Native Americans not offended by the name Redskins. 
Well, we've got a lot of other uh, things we haven't covered yet. We'll uh, try to uh, get to those in the next half hour and uh, continue to take your calls. And uh, you can send us a text if you would like. We're talking about uh, what's uh, going on over in uh, Springfield. Talk a little bit about uh, Gordy Holton, the first Republican in the mix for county executive. He was on with the, the morning crew this morning. So uh, he'll be doing that instead of being running for a county clerk. And Dan Walsh, the sheriff, uh, chose retirement over running for a sixth term. And Dan Welch, the treasurer, plans to retire on December 31st, about 11 months early. So, come November 6th, familiar faces at the top of Champaign County government will be replaced. Incumbent Republicans who say they won't run for office in the next general election are those three, Gordy Holton, Dan Walsh, and Dan Welch. 10.30, uh, Brian Barnhart has the news headlines. More open line on Penny after the news. We're back on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. Uh, phone line's open, 356-9397. Uh, text us at uh, 351-5357. Well, one thing we uh, haven't uh, mentioned uh, during the show is that uh, North Korea fired a mid-range ballistic missile over Japan uh, on uh, Tuesday. That's designed to carry a nuclear weapon, and that landed in the Pacific Ocean. First time that the North has done so. The aggressive and defiant launch over a close U.S. ally comes amid heightened tensions between the North and Washington, and as the U.S. and South Korea conduct uh, their annual military war games, which always angers North Korea. The distance and type of missile test seemed intended to show that North Korea can back up its threat its a threat to target the U.S. territory of Guam, according to the AP. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe condemned the launch, saying, This reckless act of launching a missile that flies over our country is an unprecedented, serious, and important threat. He also said he spoke to President Trump, and they agreed to increase the pressure on North Korea. In an unusual move, South Korea's military released footage of its own missile tests conducted last week and also had its Air Force conduct a live fire drill after the president directed the military to display a strong capability to punish the North if necessary. President Trump said all options are on the table. The world has received North Korea's latest message loud and clear. This regime has signaled its contempt for its neighbors, for all members of the United Nations, and for minimum standards of acceptable international behavior, according to the White House. Threatening and destabilizing actions only increase the North Korean regime's isolation in the region and among all nations of the world. All options are on the table. And we go to Jason. Hello, Jason. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. There's an uh, analogy that I've 
come up with, and it's not perfect. I mean, it's an analogy, but uh, the it has to do with the statues that are tumbling down all over the United States. And it seems to me it's a lot like what the Taliban was doing to the Buddhist statues in Afghanistan and what ISIS was doing to the historical places in uh, the Middle East, you know, really destroying history. And I just, I think that's a good analogy, and I think people should think about that. Well, that's, uh, you tell two truths, sir, that, that's for sure. The, both those things happened, and uh, it's, uh, that's a, that, that's really a tough call. I understand uh, somewhat uh, why they're, they're doing that, but I, you know, somebody called the other day and said, have you ever seen a, uh, indicating these people were uh, traitors, uh, yeah, have you ever seen a, a statue of a Benedict Arnold? And uh, we found out that uh, there was such a statue, but uh, but it's uh, they don't have a name on it. You don't you don't know exactly <laughs> who it is. Oh, really? I didn't I didn't hear that follow. Yeah, that's in a it's uh, in a uh, park uh, someplace, and uh, the, well, people had a fit of rightly so about what uh, the. Taliban and ISIS were doing, you know, erasing history. But to the Taliban and ISIS, those are hateful things that they are destroying, you know, that, and they have a, a moral authority to do that. The rest of the world doesn't agree with that, and I don't either, but you know, it seems like the same thing here. And, and, ever, and why don't we bring the chief into this? Ever since they, they went after the chief, I always tell people that don't care about certain things that eventually they will come for you and what you care about. And that's why I think that, you know, people just need to put a stop to this nonsense. So. Hey, appreciate your call. Some uh, good points, Jason. Thank you. A Houston police officer has drowned in the Harvey uh, floodwaters. Don't have any more information uh, than that. Uh, Bob is next. Hi, Bob. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. What's going on, Bob? Well, I, I saw something last week on the Internet about U of I is not going to use the word blue in any of their advertisement any longer. And I just started seeing in some of their ads that it's hell orange, no blue. Well, I was brought up where orange and blue were like the same color, okay? I followed that forever. And I don't know if you heard about that, or if you look at all of our uh, alma mater songs, everything's got blue in it. Are they going to quit that now? I don't know. I, uh, you're telling me something that I have, I don't know anything about. Okay. You said that uh, someplace you saw where they were not going to yeah, use I, blue? Right. And if you look at some of their football ads now, they always say they say all to the orange. They don't say blue anymore. Not a big deal, maybe, but the point is, if you look at all of our songs, would they take the blue out of that? Like our alma mater song, mm-hmm. Hell to the Orange, Hell to the Blue. I don't know. Have you heard anything about that, Ed? He doesn't know anything about it either. You said you, anyway, saw, it, you saw it on the Internet? I think on the Internet or a newspaper. Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't think too much about it at the time until I started seeing these football ads come out, and there's no blue there anymore. So I, I just thought I'd bring it up. See if anybody else has heard it. 
Michigan is going to play the game at the Florida in Mays, a Mays oh. uniform. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It- okay. All right. Appreciate your call, sir. I don't know anything about that. Sarah says, I picked up something to the effect that the private boats picking up people in Houston were shot at by either those desperate to be rescued or those who wanted to hijack the boats. The Louisiana Cajun Navy then needed to stand down for a while. Is that true? Never heard of that either. Where where, where are all these stories coming from? I know uh, several people of uh, several companies have uh, helped out. Anheuser-Busch uh, sent uh, water. I had never seen a little can, like a can of beer, that uh, said uh, Anheuser-Busch water on it. They sent thousands and thousands of uh, cans of water down there. And somebody else uh, this morning I saw, and I've forgotten who it was, uh, sent boats down there i can't uh could have been the bass uh, people i'm not i'm not sure who sent a bunch of uh, boats so they were asking for more boats they said we needed we need more boats and uh we go to st- another stan good morning stan hey jim how are you i'm good what's going on man Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I know you're only like 30 or 35 years old, so you probably don't remember, but the Roadrunner cartoon, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner, uh, Wiley Coyote would always order all of his uh, destruction kits for the Roadrunner, and everything said Acme on it, A-C-M-E. I'm thinking, make it easy. Instead of the Washington Redskins, the Washington Acmes, Fighting Illini can be the fighting Acmes. I mean, that's just make everything ACME, and we don't have to worry about offending anyone. Because <laughs> nobody knows what that means, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing for the fight song, I can imagine, like, third down, short yardage to go. How about this one? Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. I mean, come on, they can't get rid of that. They can't. Mm-hmm. Okay. no Part of our fabric. No singing auditions on this program this morning. <laughs> All right, sir. Hey, thanks, thanks for Sam. My call. Appreciate it. It was indeed the Bass uh, Pro Shops that's providing uh, boats for the RV uh, rescue efforts. Probably some other companies are helping as well, but I know those two in the Bass uh, Pro Shops and uh, Anheuser-Busch. 1045, we take a break. 77, talking about... Uh, Red Range this morning? No, we're talking about 77 very, very nice degrees here in Champaign-Urbana. This is Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. We're taking your calls on this open line. Tim is next. Good morning, Tim. Hi. Uh, this is Tim Hewing with the uh, Knights Columbus here in town. Yes, sir. And we've got a uh, bus trip going up to Chicago on uh, September, Sunday, September 17th. And we're looking for a few more uh, people to come with us. We've got about nine tickets uh, left for the uh, anyone that would like to come with us. They're $95 each. They're up in uh, Section 504 and 505. And that, and... Well, is, hold, like hold, hold on. is this a Cubs game? Again, who are they playing? 
Well, yeah, it's it's a Cubs game. Unfortunately, we got to go see the Cubs play. It's but <laughs> the Cardinals are playing them, so so at least that's a bit of a plus. You for us. Do you know who the Cubs are playing? Cardinals. You don't even care about those Cubbies. No, not. I really. bet you don't even know that song. Go Cubs, go! Do you? No. That's vanished <laughs> from my mind. Okay, well, uh, so you got nine tickets uh, left. Uh, how do uh, people get in touch with you? They can call 217-840-6884. Just be sure and leave me a name and a phone number to call back at. Is it 840-6884? Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, well, uh, good luck. Hope you uh, find somebody to go with you. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Tim. And uh, Brian is next. Hi, Brian. Yeah, Jim, I've made a little list of uh, the complaints of the tolerant left. You know, they chant dead cops now. They want no Confederate statues, no offensive symbols, no offensive language or speech, unless it's theirs, of course. Uh, No conservative speakers allowed on campuses. They burn and ban books. They burn cities and rampant vandalism. And riots, they tell you what you can eat, what you can drink. They tolerate rampant killings in their large cities, shutting down public prayer and displays of religious doctrine, forcing businesses to do things against their will, uh, protesting and disrespecting our national anthem. And I can go on and on, but... uh, Uh, Please please don't. That's... uh... Just who are the tolerant ones here, Jim? Who, who are the ones that really want to coexist? And, you know, this, this, this today isn't the party of JFK or FDR. It's something far, far, far to the left of them. And they claim to be of open mind, but they're anything but open-minded. You, you have to agree with them or, or they'll ridicule you. And they want to impose power over you through government fiat. And they claim that intolerance is, is championed by the name of their their intolerance is championed by the name of tolerance. And they claim to be tolerant, but really they are intolerant and it's a great deception that's played on the American people. I mean they claim that you know you're the one that's uh, uh, racist and all this stuff, and you're the one that uh, can't get along and coexist and all this stuff, when really they're the ones that are uh, taking away our rights and trying to uh, make society into something that it wasn't meant to be. Okay, uh, Brian, uh, thank you. I need to move on here and get some other callers in. I'm getting close to the top of the hour. Frank is next. Hi, Frank. Hi, Jim. I was just uh, going to talk about the uh, chant. And uh, I, 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 I'm a season ticket holder, and I have been for, for years, since the 90s, 92. And I pay for a product. And my point is people protesting the chant don't even go to the game or buy a ticket. And they're the ones that are calling the shots. And I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. So this is going to be my last year. Buying season tickets, because if people who don't even go to the games, don't show up in the stadium and have a political agenda, can call the shots, then then I'm not going to the games. How do, how do you know they don't go to the games? 
because they say so. Oh, okay. One of them said that I'd go to the game if they didn't pay, play that crazy music. It was oh, in the Gazette. Yeah. Okay. Or the maybe they uh, would would you uh, buy season tickets if you thought this team was uh, going to go to the Rose Bowl? No, not if uh, not if uh, they uh, had their had their way. No, mm-hmm. I can watch on TV. <laughs> okay, thank you. Appreciate the call, sir. Two Houston uh, reservoirs uh, overflow, potentially leaving homes flooded for. Listen to this for up to a month. Whew. Wow. We think we got problems. We're talking about a little old chant. We're talking about a few other little old things. They've got the problems down in Houston and uh, surrounding area. We'll take our final break right here and come back and see if we have time for another call or two. Just a uh, couple or three other items here. Uh, Amazon has slashed uh, Whole Foods prices up to 43% on the first day. Uh, this is uh, That was yesterday. Their first day as the owner of the organic and healthy foods grocery chain. After buying Whole Foods for $13.7 billion, Amazon's willingness to cut prices at the chain, known for the high cost of its products, shows its willingness to take on competitors including Walmart, Kroger, and Costco. Among the products with the biggest price reductions were apples, bananas, salmon, uh, rotisserie chicken, lean ground beef, and avocados. Reflecting the new ownership, Amazon's Echo voice-activated electronic assistant was also for sale at Whole Foods for $99.99, and the smaller version, the Echo Dot, was available for $44.99. And an adorable boy played a starring role in a surprise proposal by knocking on his neighbor's front door and whispering to the bride-to-be, Seven-year-old Elijah McDonald surprised the neighbor, Caroline McSwain, by asking if he could be her ring-bearer, or ring-berry, he said it. In the video, McSwain is noticeably thrown off by the question, only to turn around and find her boyfriend, Alex Reisovich, on one knee. Families have been friends for nearly 20 years. McSwain actually helped her neighbors get engaged some Ten years ago. What a neighborhood. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft has pledged $1 million to Houston. More open line tomorrow. Be with us again on DWS and Champaign-Urbana.